0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellabance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for October 27th, 2021. If you're wondering what happened to yesterday, well, yesterday was my birthday, and my, well, one of my presents to myself was not recording a Daily Check-In because I was enjoying time with family. Since so They were singing me happy birthday. They made me a cookie cake, which is the best kind of cake. It's a cookie with uh, a cake-like interior, almost a blondie brownie, and that was stuffed with Oreo cookies. And it was amazing. It was, I can't wait to eat it again tonight. That's what's going on. So <laughs> That was my yesterday. Today was pretty good as well. Let's check in. How you doing? How was yesterday? How was today? Things going okay? Getting uh, getting some good, good work done? Did you have a cookie cake? Because I cannot recommend this enough. If you're feeling a little bit down and you enjoy sweets, if you're a person with a bit of a sweet tooth like me, see, what you do is it's basically like chocolate chip cookie dough. And you put a layer down. And then you put down... Oreos, and then you put another layer of the cookie dough and you bake it and then you eat it. That's the important part. You eat it. So if if you're feeling a little down and you feel like baking, that would be a good place to start. (laughs) All right. So the thing that I wanted to talk about today has to do with my coming venture out to California next week for Cloud Field Day 12. If you're not familiar with Cloud Field Day, it's part of the Tech Field Day family of events. Tech Field Day is a series of events put on by Gestalt IT. I don't want to go into too much detail, but the basic premise is vendors like to present their solutions. But a lot of times the format is a webinar, which is boring because no one really can provide feedback in a webinar. You can ask some questions at the end, but it's not interactive. It's not always that interesting. The idea behind Tech Field Day is why not get a bunch of folks from the industry, call them influencers, call them whatever you want, put them in a room with presenters from the vendor, have them do the presentation and let us, the delegates, interrupt them as much as we want. (laughs) That's the essential idea. And also be a conduit for others who might have questions who can watch the presentation live. That's basically the idea. Traditionally, it was done in person. Obviously, last year, it was not done in person. It was done remotely. This is the first Tech Field Day event, I believe, this year that is going to have any in-person component. So some of the attendees, some of the delegates, that's what they're called. We're called delegates. Some of us will be remote from, you know, home or office. But a, a group of us will also be on-premises. We will be there in person. I will be one of those lucky people who gets to go out to California to beautiful San Jose. And vendors are going to come to the hotel we're staying at. Everybody's going to be vaccinated and tested and all that kind of good stuff. And they're going to do their presentation and we're going to interrupt them a lot and ask questions. So I thought as part of my ramp up to get familiar with some of the vendors that are presenting, because some of them I don't necessarily know. That's not to say I don't know any of them, but there were definitely some organizations that were listed. And I said, Hey, I don't know that company. And they're going to be presenting maybe I should do a little homework before they start presenting. So what I'd like to do is first just tell you the companies that will be presenting. We've got Memverge, don't know them, that's gonna be interesting. Juniper networks, I know Juniper. So that's not news to me. But I'm curious what they're going to do in terms of cloud. Veeam, who has been a presenter several times, and they always have a good presentation with interesting stuff. So that that's going to be a good one. Uh, Proximo, which is a company I don't know. Yada Scale, also don't know them. Red Hat, of course, I know Red Hat, done a lot of stuff with Red Hat. So that that I don't need to do a ton of homework on. And I think I know what they're going to talk about when it comes to cloud. And that who I didn't think I knew. And then I was reading their product page, and, and I'll get more into this. But it turns out, they had presented at a previous Cloud Field Day as Storage OS, and they recently changed their name. Okay, so that's all the presenters at Cloud Field Day 12. I do wanna mention, uh, well, well, let me get into the details on one of these a little bit, and that's ondat that, O-N-D-A-T. They presented as Storage OS, I wanna say about a year ago, in, in a, on a virtual Cloud Field Day. And when I was reading through the documentation for OnDat, I kept thinking, man, this technology sounds very familiar. I feel like this is a crowded, not a crowded market, but this is a marketplace with a bunch of good solid companies. Why haven't I heard of this company before? And then finally I'm reading through their docs. I read through their docs and I see a screenshot of a logo and I'm like, that logo is super familiar. And it turns out it's storage OS. And then I look at the top, there's a banner at the top of the website. I don't know how I missed that. This and it says, storage OS is now on Dat. read more here. Okay, so missed that one. What does OnDat do? What they are is cloud native storage for Kubernetes. That's their big thing. That's what they're trying to be. How does the solution work? Well, essentially, you install an operator and a daemon set on each of your Kubernetes nodes. So there's an operator that's going to be, you know, like one container that's or one pod, I should say, that's going to be running the operator software. And then there's going to be daemon sets on each of your nodes. And those daemon sets interact with the hardware, the physical disks that are presented to them and from there it carves out storage and basically creates persistent storage for cloud native solutions on kubernetes and you can take advantage of that through the cloud storage interface and storage classes or you can do a direct volume there's you know there's different ways to do it storage classes is probably the most common and then all you have to do is create a storage class and reference that storage class when you're creating persistent volumes for your pods and on that or formerly storage OS will take care of the rest. It will provision the storage volume on the back end. It will do so in a way that it's a thinly provisioned volume. So it doesn't take all the space right away. It also does replication across the cluster and you can tell it kind of how many instances of the replication you want. So. And the pod itself, the storage it's using could be on the node that it's launched on, or the storage could actually be sitting over on a totally separate node. The pod doesn't know. And if the pod gets killed and spawns on a different node, doesn't matter. OnDat is taking care of making sure the volume gets reattached. So if you think about it, this is is a space where there are a bunch of solutions that are trying to do this. Red Hat and OpenShift has, well, they've changed the name a few times, so I'm probably going to get it wrong but they have a container solution. It was OpenShift container solution, I think but then they changed it to OpenShift data management something. So OpenShift has something that essentially does this same thing. And I actually went through a process of testing it uh, because I did a um, a benchmarking test for Red Hat and IBM around that that solution and compared it to some other solutions out there. Other solutions out there, there's Portworx that is doing a similar thing where they will will manage the storage for you. So there's certainly other solutions out there that are trying to do the same thing. Now, what did I like about OnDat after reading through their docs and refreshing my memory a little bit? The thing that I liked most is probably their documentation. It's very easy to read and very straightforward, and they have a good set of steps for how to get up and running on a cloud deployment. Say I wanna deploy this out on AKS or EKS or you know any other Kubernetes distribution. I can get up and running fairly quickly and try it out. And they have a developer license that is free for up to five terabytes of storage, so you can really bang this thing around and see how it works before you try to roll it out in a larger production type scenario. So that that is on that in a nutshell. Interesting company. Looking forward to their presentation. Cloud Field Day is next week. It starts on Wednesday and goes through to Friday. I'm not sure exactly when OnDat is presenting. Let me check my calendar on that. While I'm doing that, I also want to mention some of the excellent delegates that will be participating this time around. All right, OnDat is Thursday at 11 a.m. East Coast time. So adjust that however you need. It will be live streamed on the Tech Field Day website. Okay, Uh, just one. I want to pick out one or two delegates to talk about this time around. And one of them is Adam Post. He's also known as Semi underscore technical on Twitter. Adam and I have been to a cloud field day before, and he is going to be a guest on the Day 2 Cloud podcast at some point in the future. Adam's awesome, really, really sharp dude, and I'm excited to see him sort of pick apart with his intensity, some of these solutions and ask very pointed questions. <laughs> Another person I just want to call out real quick is Karen Lopez. She's at Data Chick. She's a data evangelist and architect. I've talked to Karen several times before. She is also awesome, super, super sharp. And I'm curious to see how she picks apart some of the data solutions, including ondat So if this is all of interest to you, go and check it out. It's techfieldday.com, no spaces or underscores, and look for the event Cloud Field Day 12. Or if you are on Twitter, you can check for the hashtag CFD12 next week, and you should see a ton of activity. I'd love to see you on the Twitters asking questions. You can send them to me while the presentations are happening. I'll be monitoring that hashtag. Give me some questions to ask. I am happy to ask my own questions, but I like asking your questions even more. That's going to do it for me for today. As always, thank you for listening. Very much appreciated. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe out there. Bye for now.